Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th. Thanks for coming on to Kofo Live and Undead. Uh, for those of you who uh, still aren't initiated, which I know that's most of you, uh, it's Colorado Festival of Horror. We're getting ready for our first year uh, event, which will be September 11th through the 13th, 2020. And, and hopefully Cult Legacy will be a vendor and, and you know do some awesome stuff with us. Yeah, absolutely. Hoping so. Yeah. Um, so, Teresa, um, I've been wanting to have this interview for a long time. I think you know, you and I met some years ago when you were doing uh, this uh, programming at uh, Alamo Draft House, mm -hmm. and I think I did uh, an art piece back when we were able to do hand out uh, like uh, custom uh, prints yep. and posters and stuff. I think it was for Human Centipede. Yes. And I wasn't able to because like it is now tonight, <laughs> snowing. Uh, I wasn't able to make it out because of a nasty snowstorm. Yes. Because it was all the way in Littleton. I yes. Think. That's actually a good, uh, that was the very last screen screen that ever happened at Alamo Draft House. That's right. And not a single person showed up. Oh. It was just myself and my girlfriend, Fenny. Uh -huh. And we took the light rail out there. And it was like a blizzard. That right. was like an extreme storm. But we right. took the light rail and got there and I had a costume and we had all this stuff set up oh. and not a single person showed up. Oh my gosh. And, um, the, the projectionist that night was like, oh, I'm just going to buy you guys dinner and some drinks and yeah. like make yourself at home. And so we had, we loved the movie. So we watched it, had dinner, had some cocktails. And um, when it was like time to leave, we realized we missed the last light rail. Uh -huh. And oh we're like, oh, shit. So we couldn't get home and got, like, stranded out there. Couldn't get an Uber. Couldn't get a lift. Cars oh, kept coming and couldn't find us in the parking lot. Oh, my God. It was so cold and so wet, and we ended up going into some weird, like, craft paint your own pottery store or something that was in that shopping center. Still open, huh? Still open, and we were just like, you know, and they were like, if you want to stay the night here, you can. <laughs> And we're like, um, so we're just like, well, right. we're going to risk it and just go back outside. Oh my God. Hypothermia might be better. And then yeah. we finally somehow got home. I don't even remember, but that was a terrible night. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you would have been there. Yeah. They, well, well, yeah. Earlier I, I mentioned, I'm so sorry for the, you know, I apologize for everything. I think I'm Canadian. That bad weather I know is always your fault now. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Uh, so Teresa, um, you know, you've been doing this, this programming and, and everything, you know, for, for horror, like what got you into, into all this? Like, mm -hmm. what, was it, you know, early on childhood stuff like it is with most of us? So I, first and foremost, I love horror, of course, but I mm -hmm. also love cinema. I love all right. cinema. I'm a huge cinephile. Um, my dad, I was an only child, okay. so I spent a lot of time inside being like an indoor kid watching movies, playing video games, mostly with my dad. And my dad was the kind of dad that like, every time something came on that he thought was important to like my development, mm -hmm. he would make me stop whatever I was doing to like watch it with him. Oh, that's and cool. those films were always creep show, Nice. Creep show too. I'd be what I'd be like doing my homework and he's like, Stop whatever you're doing. Creep show's on. I oh. you gotta come watch it with me. And I was like, Okay. Uh the Shining was another he loved yep. really terrible made for TV horror movies, which oh, okay. I have a very special place in my heart for. Um Bad Ronald being one of those, which I've shown mm. at Scream Screen. Um Dark Knight of the Scarecrow is another yep. one. Every time, because those were on, like, very infrequently. They weren't yeah. on video. So anytime that kind of stuff was on TV, you know, he'd sit me down. And, like, I had to watch that stuff with him. And you don't appreciate it at the time as a kid. But as I grew up, I, I grew to just love those movies. And pre-streaming and, you know, pre-even that kind of stuff being at video stores, mm -hmm. you had these memories of a lot of those films. And you weren't sure if they were real or not. You know, you're like, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Like, was that real? I remember seeing like Motel Hell on like, you know, mm, Up All Night yep. with Rhonda Shears yep. and thought it was like an amazing dream I'd had. I, re know? I remember that. I'd watch that with my dad yeah. too. Yeah. And it wasn't until like my 20s that I found that like on the bottom shelf of a video store mm -hmm. that I was like, oh my God, it's real. Yeah. Um, so he was just, you know, a huge person in my life that turned me on to that stuff. And it, you know, instilled this lifelong love of horror and cinema with me that is just like insatiable. Yeah. Oh, that that's fantastic! So, um, yeah, aside from horror, like 
What other films do you usually gravitate towards? I love I love everything, honestly. Okay. Um, there's definitely more I love than I don't love. I don't love action movies. Oh, okay. Superhero movies. Oh, interesting. Uh, martial art movies, not a big fan. Okay. Uh, but I love film noir. I love um, dark comedies. Mm. I love so many different things. I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I love I love almost everything except for very few yeah. things. Star Wars, I'm not a big fan. Oh. <laughs> um, but yes, I love all cinema. I'm in. I'm watching movies every night of the week, going to the theater two or three times a week. Like you know, yeah. huge movie person. Can't nice, nice. That's that's great. And yeah, we, you know, with 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 that, like, how did you? Uh, go about uh, getting into like curating films mm -hmm. and putting together your own programming. Yeah. So many, many years ago, I wrote a couple notes cause I'm really bad with oh, sure. dates. I have like a bad, you too. <laughs> I really struggle with the passing of time. Like yeah. if you asked me something, I'm like, was that yesterday or like 17 years ago? Yeah. Um, so, cause I figured you'd ask that. So many, many years ago in the year 2012, mm. in a faraway land called 2012, I, um, had a bar that I would frequent, um, in this specific bar because they allowed dogs mm. and my dog at the time, she's no longer with us. Baba, she was a local celeb. Mm -hmm. Um, Baba was allowed at this bar. So it became my favorite bar and she could sit at a table. They would like oh. give her table service. Oh, that's sweet. It was outrageous. Uh, and that bar was called crash 45 in Globeville. Oh, okay. It, I remember. Yeah. It's still there called Fort green. Still an amazing bar. Oh, um, run by Eleanor, who was a, actually a bartender at crash 45. Now she's the owner of the bar nice. and has kept it going in kind of a different vibe, but still a great place. But I, um, drank there all the time with my dog and had asked them, you know, would you guys be down with like a movie night? And they right. were like, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do it. They have a really big, cool patio there. Mm. Um, not so much now because the neighborhood has gentrified and changed quite a bit. But yeah. back then, it was still a pretty rough neighborhood. You could be showing movies outside and blasting a PA at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday and no one cared. Right. Um, so I started showing horror movies there. Uh, it was called Cruel Summer. Okay. The, the plan that it was just going to be like a summer thing. And um, the very first film I ever showed there was uh, Coffin Joe. Uh, this night I will possess your corpse. We have a, uh, uh, one of our, uh, mascots for, for Kofo. His name is Coffin Joe. Oh. Just a big coffin with undead arms and legs walks around, nice. you know? Yeah. So, but, nice. but, but I know the, the, the film series that yeah. you're, what you're talking about. Yeah. The first Brazilian yep. uh, horror film ever made and then became a trilogy. But I showed that film and, um, yeah, I didn't think anybody would come. It would just be like my friends. And I think the first one, there was probably, you know, 12 or so people. And I was like, Whoa, 12 people came. Oh, yeah. How awesome. Yeah. Brought some business to the bar, had a good time, watched some weird movie no one had seen. And then the next time there's, you know, 24 people. Yeah. And then the next time there's 30 some people. Nice. I ended up doing that series there for, I think like three or four years. Oh, no kidding. Until outgrew the space. There mm -hmm. was like 70 to 80 people crammed yeah. into, uh, and it's a very small bar. Yeah. Crammed into the bar. And um, I still, still, some of my best memories was that film series. Um, and when it was kind of small and intimate like that, I would make little souvenirs for mm -hmm. every single person to take home as like a memento from the films. Uh, and I just loved doing that. Um, but as things have gotten bigger, which is awesome, of course, yeah. I'm not able to do that anymore. But um, I still have all those little souvenirs that I would hand make and hand paint and Sweet. Um, just bring really weird shit for people. Um, well, I showed Motel Hell, Motel Hell <laughs> there also. And uh, everybody got to take home like a pack of wieners that were all like individually wrapped. <laughs> Sweet. And, um, nice. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So that was a great time. Had a great time there. And then uh, a friend of mine, Keith Garcia, who oh, yeah, uh, I know Keith. has worked with the Denver Film Society for many, many, many years, um, going back to when mm -hmm. it was the Stars Film Center at Tivoli. Yeah. Um, we've been friends for a long time through a mutual love of cinema. And he had approached me. Um, he had left the sea for a while to work on a documentary that he was making or is making, excuse oh, me, yeah. called The Hills Have Eyes yep. about the Denver drag scene. Yeah, I think I contributed to that. Awesome. That Kickstarter. So did yeah. I, hopefully everyone did. Yeah. Um, Brett, it's not too fucking late. get on it. <laughs> it's not too go, late. Yeah, go, go back in time. <laughs> We're going to tell him. Yeah. 
so um, he was working at that point, working on his documentary and also had taken a job at the Alamo in Littleton and had asked me if I would want to uh, pair up with him and co-curate a oh, cool. horror slash genre series. And I jumped at the chance to yeah. work with him directly. And so we created a series called Channel Z. Oh, yeah. Okay. I and, remember that. And that was, uh, it would be a f- once a month for a Friday and Saturday in a row. Mm-hmm. The Friday would be the horror night, which was my pick. And then the Saturday would be like the cult or genre pick, which was his pick. And um, the, 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 the great thing about Littleton Alamo was that they have the capability to show 35 millimeter, mm-hmm. which we both feel very strongly about and are big fans of. So wanted to show as many things as possible on 35. And yeah. If memory serves me correctly, I think we showed almost everything we ever presented was on film. Okay. I don't think we ever showed anything that wasn't on film or very, very few things. Um, And the first thing that we ever showed there was um, Lamberto Baba's Demons on 35mm. Oh, nice. Perfect movie about a movie in a movie theater. Yeah. And um, that was great. And we did that series together, I believe, for just around a year and then um keith left the alamo to resume work on his documentary and then later returned to the denver film society and um that then kind of morphed into the early stages of scream screen um which was a few screenings there that Uh nobody came to (laughs) oh no (laughs) and um and then i was just kind of without a home for a minute in terms of scream screen kind of lost its uh home with the alamo and yeah just uh wasn't sure where i was going to go with it and then um have many friends that work for the sea in denver film society and a couple of them mentioned me you know why why are you not pitching mm-hmm. this there and i was like gee i don't know the, <laughs> that's that's a good idea yeah and um you know really kind of pushed me and prompted me to approach um brit withy mm-hmm. who um sadly is no longer with us yeah. but was a major 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 um person in what made that organization great yeah um and so i approached him about doing the series there and kind of just wrote up a little draft treatment and he greenlit it that day and scream screen has been there for almost five years Wow, that's fantastic! Congrats Thanks. on that. That's that's that is a long time to keep you know that type of uh, curation and programming just going. And the series has continued to grow. Um, yeah. Each it's a quarterly series, so it's usually four times a year ish. Sometimes a little more, oh, sometimes okay. a little less for month long blocks. So like four or five Fridays, depending on that month. Okay. And the series has just continued to grow. Um, I'm always surprised at like the more and more people that come out, especially to like the really weirdo shit that I show. Um, I showed Crash, David Cronenberg's yeah. Crash, Psychomania, thirty-five millimeter on Valentine's Day, and I was like, oh, no one's going to be at that. I'm pointing to Matt, who was yep. there, and uh, Sorcerer. Hundred yeah. people were there on Valentine's Day to watch, you know, Cronenberg's like pornographic, psychosexual, yep. yeah, kink car crash <laughs> fest. So. I was like, well. Yeah, Brett was there. Okay. He was, he was at the front of the line. <laughs> I thought I saw him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> saw him with his uh, cosplay. Well, and, and, and incidentally, too, every time you do a show, you, you're you always in, like, full costuming. Yes. You know, uh, when, um, when we saw you in uh, December um, Sleepaway at camp. Sleepaway Camp, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, you were all dressed up Aunt as Martha. one of the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that, that, you know, you really immerse yourself you know, in, in the event and, and, uh, you know, making it, you know, more of a happening. Yeah, for it sure. It seems like. Yeah. For sure. Um, A, I love dressing up. It's fun to me. Cosplay has been something mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed. Um, I just think it's fun. And I think the biggest thing for me with showing older films, showing films that people have already seen, why does anyone want to leave their house? It's snowing outside. You have yeah. a giant TV at home. You right. have surround yeah. sound. You have a dog on the couch. You have your bong. Why does anyone want to leave their house? Oh, I've already seen that. So I feel like I, it's my responsibility to bring something additional to yeah. make it more of an event, make it more experiential. Oh, I've seen this movie, but, yep. oh, there's going to be a band, some crazy weird band before it, or there's going to be a special guest, or there's going to be 
this chick in some weird, crazy, fucked up costume or some added like incentive that makes it mm -hmm. more of an event. And you'll remember, yeah, I saw Sleepaway Camp with yeah. Felissa Rose there and yeah. Aunt Martha and all these really awesome, like-minded people. Right. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and that's that's precisely the experience I had. Because, yeah, I, the first time I saw Sleepaway Camp, it was on VHS and I was in high school. I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. And I was by myself and it was on a small, small screen TV, you know. It, it, it didn't have that much resonance with me. And then, you know, uh, my buddy Stefan came into just like, hey, I'm in town. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going over to a movie. You're coming with me. So, and, you know, see Brett and everybody. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is such an experience. And, you know, to be in, in the, the theater with, with everybody watching this fun, campy horror movie, you know, slasher film. And, uh, you know, to have the actress there to have you I mean, and and, and uh, all this ambiance. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is what each screening of any film should fucking be like. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, my hat's off to that. Thank you. Um, yeah. The, now, my understanding too is you also work in film or in television. Is, is that correct? I used to for many years. For okay. close to a decade, I did work in TV production, um, mostly working on reality TV shows, cooking okay. shows, home improvement shows, um, HGTV type shows, mm -hmm. weather channel kind of shows. Um, I actually have not worked in TV production for three or four years now. Oh, okay. Um, I work in uh, kind of an office setting for something I... It's not bad, but I probably shouldn't say the name of okay. it just because it's like legit and professional. Maybe I don't want to shame them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want they'd be ashamed of me. But um, please don't do so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't worked in production as a job for for a few years. Okay, but okay. yes, did that for a very long time and learned a lot of you know wonderful skills and. I've definitely worked on a variety of kind of short film, more fun projects since then. Okay. But no longer do that as a as a day job. Okay, cool. Because I, I remember you were working with uh, Andrew Novick on a project too. Yes. Uh, as a documentary, I think. Yes, Japanese yeah. tricycle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still, uh, I still haven't seen that one. Yeah, I saw the short. That's okay. You know, so I, I contributed money, I think, to the uh, to the the bigger project. A lot of financial contributions uh, <laughs> happening and not but happening. But Brett's still table. not chipping in. <laughs> Brett, did you did you didn't she didn't cut you? Yeah. Jeez, where's your checkbook, buddy? Dues are due. Well, it's okay. We didn't we didn't hit our Kickstarter oh, yeah. goal, Brett. We were thirty dollars short, but no, uh, don't feel bad. It's don't. okay. It wasn't you. <laughs> So, um, you know, with, with all this, uh, you know, putting together uh, the, the curating and, and um, the programming and everything, uh, do you have the rest of the year planned out? How does that work? Sort of. Okay. Um, so try to kind of get ahead as much as possible. Um, so Screen Screen will be, it's happening right now, every Friday mm -hmm. in February uh, at the C Film Center with Hell on Wheels, yes. which is a month-long tribute to uh, vehicular horror. And so we're two weeks Actually, in. Actually, cover me up. I'm, yeah. <laughs> we're two weeks Everything's... in. Oh, we're two weeks to there go. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> um, I need direction on screen. Yeah, so that's fun. That's happening. Um, this coming Friday, the 21st of February, is William Friedkin's Sorcerer. Mm. Not a horror movie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to show not a horror movie and give that a shot. That's but, with Roy Scheider. Yes. Right? Starring Roy Scheider and Jaws fame. Yep. Uh, incredible movie. I just felt like in this subgenre of uh, automotive films that while it's not a horror film, it's so terrifying, mm -hmm. edge of your seat, you're laughing, you're crying, you're sweating. Yeah. Uh, I could not do this series without a film of that caliber. Mm. And I'm hoping that'll also bring out some non-horror people for the evening to give that it a shot is. and kind yeah. of see that screen yeah. screen is not just for sickos. Normal yeah. people can enjoy it too. Yeah, weirdos can have fun as well. <laughs> Uh, and then the final film, oh, on the 28th is Dead End Drive-In, uh, and director Brian Trenchard-Smith is going to mm -hmm. be there in person, so really excited for that. Nice. Um, it's an Australian exploitation movie from the 80s, uh, post-apocalyptic drive-in, these like punk kids end up there and can never leave. Excellent. And he's an amazing director. He um, did a lot of horror movies, but also did just a bunch of weird shit. BMX Bandits, uh, Nicole Kidman's first movie. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Leprechaun 3. Seriously. Okay, that one I did not know. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry. My mind's gone blank. Uh, Turkey Shoot, AKA Escape 2000. Um, I mean, he made just tons and tons. Wow. He's such a prolific director of horror and just genre films and cult stuff. So very excited to have him coming out from Portland for that screening. Nice. And then Scream Screen will be back the second half of May into June for five Fridays with six films. Sweet. You have to write that math out. Yeah. Oh, that, that'll be But it checks out. I yeah, did it. Does it. it. It's it, on my card. It works out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is leap year, so yeah. I'm sure that informs all the other months after yes. February, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how that works out. I'm making shit up. Um, wow. So so you're busy. Yeah, I'm a very busy person. <laughs> I don't sleep. Oh, you neither. I, no. I understand that. Yeah. It doesn't help that we're drinking coffee this late at night. Beer, beer tea, and water. Nice. A strict, oh, yeah. A strict regimen of hydration. Yeah. And, uh, Your heart doesn't know. It's like, should we slow down? Should we speed up? I don't know. Let's keep it interesting. <laughs> well, it is snowing outside. So, you know, it's, it's better to maintain that balance. Right. Um, you know, on, on top of a scream screen, you, you've got uh, Cult Legacy. Well, can you tell us yeah. a little bit about what that's about? So uh, about a year ago, January-ish of last year, um, so part of Scream Screen, I used to make with my partner mm -hmm. uh, just buttons, pins that you wear, sure. like two, two and a quarter inch pins for all the movies. I would make, we would make 150 pins for every movie that I would give away to every person at the movies and it was awesome and people come just covered in the pins they've got shitloads of the pins nice. and um at some point i was just like oh my god the not sleeping and the yeah something's got to kind of go and uh there's an amazing uh pin company in denver called attic flood who does enamel pins and horror oh, cool. apparel and t-shirts and i had a uh, teamed up with them approached them about the possibility of doing some director themed scream screen enamel pins Sweet. And um, we started doing those and did three. One was for a George Romero series, the non-Zom films of nice. George Romero. And it was George Romero's face yeah. with the films and the series kind of elements from it. And um, I was like, I just think that'd be cool to do. And we did them and people bought them and they sold out immediately. So I was like, oh, but we should do more of these. And then we did another one that was, um, who am I forgetting in the center there? Well, we did a Toby Hooper one that oh, was cool. also amazing. Still have some of those in my basement if anyone's interested. Uh, not as popular. And then I'm forgetting a director there in the middle that, um, oh, we did a Wes Craven one also. Oh, of course. Which was also nice. popular. But um, just kind of seeing the popularity of those pins, I'm a little bit of an enamel pin collector, but a huge horror t-shirt collector. I have like drawers that don't close Me at too. home. Yeah. And was just like, maybe this is something we should start just doing ourselves. Um, and one of my best friends, Fenny Hagman is an incredible artist. And she was actually the one that designed the artwork for all three of those Scream Screen director pins. Oh, fantastic. She has an incredible style that is very unique and very spot on in terms of human likeness. Mm -hmm. And um, just talk to her about, would you be interested in maybe you do the art and I'll do the business and your husband does the like logistical stuff. And my partner, Sweet. Brian does like shipping management and all four of us were like, yeah, let's just do our own company. We, nice. we know what we like. We have, we think good taste Yeah. and Fenny's artistic skills are unmatched. So we launched a company called Cold Legacy and um, it's been going great. Good. We uh, do enamel pins and horror t-shirts, and I'll be branching out into some more products this year. And um, it's been just a really fun and great experience, and doing a lot of pop-up little shows in Denver, and then have an online store, coltlegacy.com. And um, it's been really fun and nice. great, and just really excited to do more of that kind of stuff in the future. Cool. And depart into sales and shows and cons outside of Colorado is kind of our push for the end of this year. Nice. Well, you know, we're here at uh, Muni Information Cafe. Make sure to talk to Jim at the front about carrying some yeah. of your shirts and, and uh, pins. He's a big pen guy. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely would, uh, would love stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, and hopefully we're able to you know, have you at, uh, at Colorado Festival of Horror 
Um, you know, we're still, you know, doing all the adjudication process, but I think you, you guys are you know, easily assured. But I know, I know how much work goes into that kind of stuff, especially creating it from the ground up. There's oh, I know. so many moving parts and We're still installing and... the plumbing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good luck with that. I know. Huh. So yeah, and that's awesome. I think, you know, Denver has definitely, um, has a voracious horror community Yeah, and, um, with the few years that Mile High Horror Film Festival wasn't happening, mm -hmm. the tragic loss of the Stanley Film Festival, which right. still stings uh, to this day, I think a lot of the the horror hounds in the community have just been kind of like, damn, there's still awesome stuff happening, but we're kind of missing those bigger yeah. full-on events. So right. props to you for seeing that um, hole and trying to fill it. Yeah, well, and, you know, with my my background, I come from uh, Dink, Denver Independent Comic and Art Expo, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, putting that that first year together, and, uh, you know, after meeting up with uh, with Brett and, and then, you know, Dwight uh, Thompson, who are, like, you know, super volunteers that, that volunteer for fucking everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was always something that, uh, we would talk about. It's just like, oh, well, you know, uh, you, cause we're, we're friends with, with Tim, the creative director of, uh, Mile High Horror mm -hmm. Film Fest. And, you know, uh, for the longest time, they just didn't have plans on, on really coming back. So right. we're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it seemed like at the time, even though there's a lot of stuff going on, like, uh. Yeah, during October, you've got uh, the Halloween, the South Broadway Halloween Parade, mm -hmm. which was such an amazing event. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, you got your haunted house uh, crowds, which everybody goes yeah. to. But but it's not, you know, nothing that really you can meet and uh, have fan service and, yeah. and kind of gush. Uh, movie screenings, of course. Uh, but uh, but none of that, uh, like, um, you know, convention, convention you know, aspects. Yeah. Uh, we, we've had some friends that have tried the, the horror convention a few years ago mm -hmm. and, you know, to uh, to mix results and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was, yeah, that's definitely always been something of a hole that uh, we felt. And in my experience with Mile High Horror Film Fest, coming from the comic book world, holy crap. The the horror community is seems to be so much more in tuned and passionate over the, that genre. Mm -hmm versus the comic book community i felt you know which is can be hot or cold and um yeah at least here it feels like family you know there it's just like oh my gosh i gotta you know make keep making introductions and you know uh you know do that so so that's always been interesting and, and uh, yeah with horror yeah uh the fan base and the community yeah just needs more things to kind of grow around yeah. and uh, uh, kind of cross-pollinate. Absolutely. And again, the fans are definitely out there. You yeah. know, they're coming to Scream soon. They're coming to all these other events. Um, it had been on my radar for years, for 10 years, but I finally just got down to the Telluride Horror Show this mm. past October, and I don't know yeah. if you've been to no. that. how is that? Um, I've, I've wanted to go for a, de a decade. It's crazy. They've already been mm -hmm. doing that. And I've always had Scream Screen during the month of October, so right. it's just been, with my schedule, Tough. just too much. But um, this year, I just actually decided I wasn't going to do any screenings in October, oh, okay. so I could go and enjoy nice. my favorite month nice. of the year. Yeah, and Telluride Horror Show was great. It's small, it's intimate, it's cozy, mm -hmm. the town is beautiful, you know, yeah. perfect backdrop. And I had a great time, screenings were great. Um, I would definitely, definitely do it again. Nice. And I think that's another... Um, you know, it's still within Colorado, but it's it's a distance. You know, it's like seven hour drive or yeah. so. Um, but you know, you load up some friends in the car and you carpool and you split a place and get um, some road beers. Yeah, get some road beers and tea <laughs> and water, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is not to, to say that no. you should be drinking and driving. No drinking and driving. None, none of that for the driver. Just for the passengers. There's a gondola there. Once yeah. you're there, you have some beers on the gondola. Yeah, just yeah, you know, and especially the guy in the trunk. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Especially that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're doing great stuff down there also great. with Telluride. And um, yeah, there's definitely stuff out there. But yeah, I'm excited for the uh, new convention that you guys are working on. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun. I we uh, I know I would love to, to talk to you about you know, programming, you know, especially, you know, moderating, hosting, stuff to. like that. I think uh, that would be pretty ridiculous. 
you know, maybe even like set up like a um, a block, you know, of, uh, you know, that's scream screen. That'd be awesome. You know, so, uh, you know, so we got lots to talk about. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're we're in the early. I mean, we've been planning this for well, it's been a couple of years. We've okay. been ramping up. Wow. Um, you know, uh, uh, what was it uh, last year? I think we, we put out a, a coloring book with a bunch of local artists and some, some international artists and that, and that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, from there realized, at least I did realized, uh, that, uh, Hey Dave, <laughs> Dave came here all the way from Colorado fucking Springs someone, to see Teresa Mercado. Someone should give this man a chair. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, my beers can sit on the floor. So someone can have a chair. There was a death on 80. I'm 25, so I had to take 83. Oh, geez. I'm, so they had it shut down both ways. Wow. I'm, I'm, it's closed I, at Monument, so. Yeah. Again, I will apologize because that's what I do. It's all good. It's yeah. All good. Uh, no, Thanks. I caused the wreck. Anyway, um, no, I didn't. Anyway, anyway. Dave, thank you for coming all the yeah. way from Colorado Springs. We're in this uh, very bunker-esque basement so very we, much so we get trapped down here we have a lot of books to eat that's that's right yeah yeah Oof. well lots of fiber lots you of know fiber. yeah that's always good lots of things to burn to yeah a lot of paper so paper cuts yay <laughs> in the mouth that's no good don't do that no yeah that's not that's not too good yeah um so teresa yeah as a fan what are you really into these days? What, you, what, what kind of movies and, and stuff <laughs> that's coming out? That because you said you you go to movies I like three times. I do. A I love week. the movies. So um, I think everything pretty much that A twenty four has been putting out for the past few yeah. years is uh, some of the best new horror that's out there. I'm very 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 critical mm. of new horror. I think most of it is. I don't know why it exists. Why okay. bother? The remakes and just the sure. jump scares and I'm just, you know, it does nothing for me. But I think uh, A24 has just been a breath of fresh air with smart, intelligent, new uh, films that are great. Being mm -hmm. um, Hereditary was right. fantastic. Um, Midsommar was fantastic. Um, the Same list, director. Yeah. Yeah. The, the list goes on and on. Um, I think they're doing great stuff. Um, what have I seen recently? Sometimes I see so many things that it's like, yeah. it, it's hard for me to... Um, kind of blends together. Yeah. What have I most recently seen? What did I go see this week in the theater? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember. Uh, I am going on Thursday to see VFW, which is... Wow, I don't... Uh, it was at Telluride Horror Show yeah. and I missed it. Yeah. It's uh, like a VFW hall and some... Uh, mutant punks come in to like do something with some prostitutes or something about a bad drug deal sounds family oriented <laughs> so we'll see how that goes yeah that, could, that sounds that wonderful could, that could go either way have it has anyone seen vfw yeah. vfw yay nice. or nay i liked it okay don't go by my day okay i'm gonna see it regardless so if it was terrible i'll only have you to blame but um i am looking forward to seeing that and um yeah, I can't even remember, honestly. I've seen so many things. Uh, there was a great documentary actually screening this Thursday also at the C called Scream Queen. Hmm. Um, My Nightmare on Elm Street, which okay. is a fantastic documentary for horror fans and yeah. non-horror fans um, about Mark Patton, who was the gentleman that played the lead in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, mm -hmm. which was very unpopular in the franchise. And... Upon more adult repeated watchings, you may or may not see a very homoerotic subtext. Right. right. Though other people just call it the text because it is so in your face. Mm -hmm. And the the documentary is fantastic. And that actor, Mark Patton, delves into, um, as a closeted gay actor at that time, this role was kind of a curse that ended up destroying the rest of his career oh, uh, and i won't say too much but it's just a very raw mm -hmm. fascinating like deep story about a film that so many people just kind of poo-pooed um and it completely changed this person's life yeah um, but i highly recommend that i think it has one more screening on thursday oh, wow. um, and i've seen it uh this summer or so and it was fantastic i highly recommend that I love movies about movies. I'm a big yeah. sucker always for those. Yeah. And like to just kind of know what happens behind the scenes and in 
the aftermath of people's lives, how this movie completely destroyed their lives <laughs> or, yeah. or not. Sometimes it's a good story, but usually it's a life destroyer. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it tends to be, doesn't it? You know, that and like, uh, yeah, also for like child actors kind of caught up in, in the situation. Yeah, that happens a lot. Right. Um, yeah, recently also I rewatched uh, Best Worst Movie, oh. which is the documentary about Troll 2. Oh, okay. I did see that. It's yeah. a fantastic yeah. documentary made the director is the child star from troll two who grew up into a man as children often do mm -hmm. and decided to make this documentary about how troll two is you know the worst movie ever made on rotten tomatoes it has like a zero it's like the worst movie ever which it is not the worst movie ever let right, me tell you right, right now but it's bad and uh he grew up directed this film brought the cast back and then reunites the cast and they right. go on like a nationwide tour showing the film and they have no idea that it has like this cult status and people come out to midnight movies drive like a hundred miles to come see it quote every line dress up in the costumes and massive cult the following. actors are just like holy shit right. i had no idea anyone had ever seen right. this like no clue and it's just a great like heartwarming story about like the power of fandom right and these films that get this second shelf life that no one cared about when they came out and they yeah. become how a film becomes like a cult classic yeah so like like when you uh you know look at like uh, a project like the room the room yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched that on YouTube. I'm like, what the fuck is the, you know, the interest in this thing? It's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so bad. It's, I don't know if it's good, but it certainly is sublime. The room is in its own category. Right. Because, like, Troll 2 was deliberately made by a director who truly thought he was making a good movie. Mm -hmm. The room, you don't know what... Fucking Tommy Wiseau. Is he crazy? Is he not crazy? Is he actually yeah. some genius that knew exactly what he was doing? Right. Or is he just completely like a narcissistic monster that, you know, I have a, a special place in my heart for the room too, but mm. um, yeah, you don't ever understand. Like what? Yeah. Is it real? Is it not real? Did he know this is like such a piece of shit? Right. Well, and, and then along with that, you know, you also have like these uh, Hollywood, uh, you know, uh, picks about the behind the scenes, you know, so you had that James Franco yeah. flick that came out. Disaster I, artist. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I caught that in the, in the theater. I'm like, ah, it's okay. So that made me, <laughs> prompted me. It's like, I should probably learn what the fuck this thing is. And yeah, So you saw Disaster Artist before first, the room? Correct. Oh, So I was, it was com completely reversed. It was, okay. it was basically like, you know, watching the movie before you read the book. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know if you saw those in reverse. There's probably no point of even seeing the room. Right, right, right. <laughs> Why bother? Right. Uh, no, definitely, definitely speak to curiosity. Okay. It's just like, okay, why create this around this? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, the the room on YouTube was much more immersive than watching the big screen thing with uh, James Franco on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, oh, so and, that was interesting. And I mean, that film has one of the biggest cult followings right. ever. Right. Um, I had seen it, I don't know, in my early 20s or something, you know, because it was in every magazine. Or yeah. You know, it's like the worst movie ever. So, you know, you watch it and it's funny and you laugh. Yeah. And I didn't realize for years that it had the cult following it had. And, you know, finally one night went and saw the midnight movie version of it, the screening, and Tommy Wiseau was there in person. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, if I'm going, I might as well go to the one where he's there. Yeah. And I mean, he's completely off the rails. Like he, he he's out in the the sidewalk throwing a football with people, yep. playing football. And you're like, what in the fuck is going on? Doing those tropes he, from the film. It's great. He's wearing like uh, five or six belts. He has so many belts on. Like one's holding up his pants, and then there's belts down here. There's belts up here. So many belts. Um, you know, and obviously he's just like, you know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he's yeah. just crazy looking. And then. Uh, you would come in the lobby and he has like a whole giant merch station with all these different shirts and bears and like teddy bears and okay. just a bunch of weird stuff that you're like, okay. And of course I bought like yeah. a ton of shit cause you do. But I remember I bought like a wife beater white tank top and it has Tommy Weissow's face on the center. Who nice. would put their face nice. on a t-shirt <laughs> to sell people? The nerd. And, um, it says like who's to say? <laughs> I don't know. The nerve, uh, the ego. 
<laughs> I can't sell those either. So. Oh, um, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's right. They'll they'll go come flying off the shelf once I'm wearing them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you'll, I'll go throw the football outside. And that sounds good. You're, you're probably gonna throw it better than I can. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Bought this shirt from Tommy Wiseau with his face on it, and it says, "Ask me about my sex life." Oh dear. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny too because the tag inside the shirt it's like a direct ripoff of the Tommy Hilfiger logo, yeah. if okay. you remember what that even is. And instead of Tommy Hilfiger, it says Tommy Wiseau, the tag in the shirt. And it's so silly. And um, I still wear that shirt sometimes. Nice. That's that story. <laughs> with, with uh, you know, fandom and, the, you know, the way everybody's, um, you know, kind of... Uh, latches on to you know the thing that they're really into like you know the room and and uh um you know some of the other films that that we were discussing too with with something like screen screen i mean it's it's a great platform for people to to find these films and and uh you know projects that that they probably didn't have any you know, any idea about or at least you know um uh you know Refamiliarize themselves, you know, with these things, especially you know from childhood. Mm -hmm. um, in in the way that you present them too, it almost you know suggests to me that it would be a great, uh, you know, uh, kind of spawning ground for you know new fandom to to take off. Um, you when you're doing uh, when you're doing you know the, the the screenings and everything, and afterwards with. The people that are attending you know are you finding you know that the response is is really engaging and, and are you able to talk um talk a lot more about the film and some of the things not, not just like the the q a but the people that kind of hang around afterwards it's like oh my gosh you know mm -hmm. i really connected with this and you know even if it's you know something like psychomania uh you know or yeah, I mean, you know, Cronenberg's Crash. I mean, there is so <laughs> much to read into that. There's so much subtext, and there's so much text. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, when I first started Scream, Screen, one of my kind of major um, goals, if you will, was to show underseen things. Okay. I think that you know the the midnight programs at some of the other art house theaters, they're doing a great job of representing the rooms and the Rocky horrors mm -hmm. and, and those kind of films that are very important that are the epitome of midnight movies. But what I didn't see anyone showing was these kind of lesser films. Yeah. Um, and when I say lesser, I do not mean that in any kind of negative or derogatory lesser scene, but right. also still very important films. So I really wanted to show things that were not as accessible, that were not as mainstream that people totally, Oh shit. I, right. I forgot that ever existed or I've never heard of that. I, right. I, I really want to check that out or, Oh, I've heard of that. It's supposed to be crazy. Yeah. Those are the things I want to show. Now, as time has passed, I have definitely started showing a little more, um, what I would consider to be more, um, mainstream films. I did a series in December called Petrified Woods. That was all mm. cabin horror films. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp yeah. was one of those yep. and Evil Dead. Evil Dead, I was definitely really um, back and forth with. Sure. While I love Evil Dead, we all love Evil Dead. We've all seen it seven million times. Right. Do I need to show it again? Um, but I also felt that I couldn't do a cabin series without that cornerstone of that mm. subgenre. Sure. And luckily, um, in October, there was a new 4K restoration that came out with a brand new score nice. by the original composer. So I was like, okay, that gives us a little more something we're going to see a slightly different version that we've seen we're going to hear a slightly different version and i'm starting the the series with this cornerstone so no one can say what about evil dead yeah. all these other films wouldn't exist and and that's probably true um but i do still try to show the psychomanias and that weird shit that nobody has seen or has you know, seen on VHS when they were 14 and it looked so awful and dark, they couldn't see it or hear it. Mm. Now we can actually see it for yeah. the first time and see, you know, companies like Arrow and so many are doing these restorations now yeah. that look amazing. And it's like seeing these films for the first time. I mean, yeah. they look incredible. So that's always a joy too when we can get a DCP or something of those new um, 
new restorations of the old films. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was a long answer. That oh, didn't that's answer okay. Your question, but yes, uh, one of the most um, joyous parts of, of doing this series for me is meeting these people mm-hmm. and just meeting so many other horror fans and having those conversations and dissecting the movies and laughing about the movies and and just appreciating these films with other people that want to appreciate these films. And that is the reason that I do this and that I get so much joy. And I have met so many amazing people in Denver and surrounding areas that that drive an hour to come see a movie at Thanks, fucking 10 o'clock on a Friday in the snow, you know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be driving an hour to Colorado Springs to see a movie in the snow unless, you know, I guess maybe I would, but um, <laughs> there's not a lot of people that will do yeah. that. And I appreciate that so much. And like, these are our people. These right. are cinema people. These are horror people. A little snow, an hour drive is not going to stop them. I can't wait to talk to him about a movie. I can't wait right. to talk to his partner about a movie. And there's so many people like that. And I've met so many incredible people that, um, you know, they're a part of this this horror community from, from musicians mm-hmm. to filmmakers to fans to yep. artists. Um, you know, it's definitely not just limited to the films. Yep. That's kind of what brings us all together. But there's so many subsects of people doing rad shit. Um, many scream screens I do try to have bands or musicians play before some of the movies Sweet. and um, a I'm a huge music person also and love I think Denver has such an amazing weird diverse community right. of bizarro musicians yep. doing cool shit and so many of those things go hand in hand with horror movies and I love also you know exposing my friends and viewers to this band that they would have never seen, they would have never heard of. Like that's building community. And I think Scream Screen has really done an amazing job of building a community of horror fans. And that's something like I carry in my little black heart every day. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Uh, We're, we're starting to wind down. Uh, But we, we, we actually have a a room of uh, wonderful people that, uh, that came out. Um, so since we got a few uh, few minutes, if if there's any uh, questions amongst uh, this uh, fantastic group, uh, yeah, please feel free to, to shout them out. Don't fucking raise your hand. Okay, Dave, you drove an hour and a half and saw a car crash. Yeah, you saw a car crash. You're scarred from life. Uh, you know what? Uh, what visions of the future can you uh, bestow upon us? I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things kind of going back to, to traveling. It's, uh, you know, if you don't support your scene, you don't have a scene. So right. I, I was in the military for, for a while and was stationed down in Colorado Springs. And for the longest time, you know, it's like after I found out about certain midnight screenings, I would come up for it. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I, I remember this one, it was, it was like Comic-Con weekend. Uh, back when you call it Comic Con, and, and it was like Roadhouse, but it was like six people, including me. And I just thought, screw it. What are you going to see Roadhouse on the big screen? You know, because yeah. it comes out on VHS, and you're you're you know of an age you shouldn't be watching it on the big <laughs> screen. And, and, and you know, granted that's not a horror film, but but uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, you know, like our, our mutual friend Keith will, will show uh, Streets of Fire on his day. And it's one of those things mm. like I had never seen until until I, I was like laid up after surgery yeah. and, and had a friend lend it to me. I was like, man, how did I never see this back in the day? <laughs> and then to see it on, on the big screen with a band playing beforehand <laughs> or, or, or a solo artist, I, I guess, I don't know if he had a drummer, but uh, it was just, it was super cool. And, and it's one of those things like Keith has shown popcorn, which is one of my favorite, you know, just like early nineties, like, like movie about a movie in a theater. Yes, right. yes. But it's like filmed in Jamaica, so it's like randomly they have a a a, 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 a band playing, you know, reggae music. When the lights go out in the theater, you're like, why? It's like we don't care why. It was shot in Jamaica. Just, yeah. just go with it, you know. But, but it's it's like a, a slasher movie in a movie theater, and it's uh, it's, it's you gotta support stuff, you know. So, so driving an hour, it's like I was going to leave earlier, but I had stuff going on and, and you know, you just kind of adapt and, and, mm-hmm. and show up late, but you still show up. So, wow. You still show up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Thanks, Dave. Support the scene. Yeah. <laughs> As a typical fan questions, then, like, what would you most like to do that you haven't done for Scream Scream? Well, uh, there's always, you know, a monetary restriction with the program. You know, I would love to get more guests, which we have started doing. We brought up Felissa Rose mm -hmm. uh, last or in December, which was amazing. She was amazing. Uh, are bringing Brian Trenchard Smith out next month. Are working on a special guest for the summer series. Also, I hope that comes through to get her out here. Oh. Um, but definitely want to. I think now that the audience has grown to a size that can support it, bringing out more out-of-state guests. Um, Again, as super fans that we all are, it's so awesome, even if it is that weird actor that's in the scene for 30 seconds or, you know, <laughs> we're stoked to like have that special experience of like, oh my God, I yeah. saw it with so-and-so there. <laughs> so that is something I'm definitely trying to do more of in this coming year and with the upcoming screenings is getting more special guests out. And again, the audience allows me to do that. You know, I still need butts in seats to yeah. sell tickets that enables me to take it to the next level. If nobody's coming, it is hard for it to grow and expand and get grander. Nice. But um, yeah, that's a big one for sure. And what are you most proud of exposing people to that you think they might not have seen otherwise? Wow. Um, I think the very first screen screen series I ever did with the, the Film Society was the films of the new French extremity, <laughs> which uh, in the 90s and early 2000s, there was a kind of a new wave of French extreme horror cinema, extremely yeah. graphic, extremely brutal, violent, sexual, um, just very out there. And I remember seeing those films when they came out, which is blown away. And was like, oh, if, if the theater will let me show these kind of movies, this is like the kind of shit I think that people should be seeing. Right. Um, I am definitely drawn to more extreme films and, you know, am not shy about loving gore and, um, you know, the more graphic and brutal it is. I love slasher movies. I love it. Um, I love it. And um, I showed High Tension, which is a little more kind of a mainstream movie that, in that yeah. genre. I showed a, a film called Calvair. Um, mm. The Ordeal, which is one of my favorite films ever made. It is kind of like Deliverance meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's incredible. Um, I showed uh, Martyrs, which is probably one of the that. most modern fucked up movies yep. that there's been in decades. Um, and I mean, people are hate it. Those are the kind of movies I love to show. Yeah. Like, yes, hate it. You should come or no. come and learn to hate it. Or maybe won't hate it and you'll love it like I love it. But I love showing that kind of stuff that challenges people, makes people feel uncomfortable, makes them reevaluate why do people enjoy films like this, mm. you know? Anybody can see Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. And while I love those films too, it's like, let's see the evolution of what people have been doing recently. One, the, one thing I liked attending one of your screenings was, uh, I don't remember if it was the Screamathon or, or, or maybe it was uh, during the Toby Hooper month for where we got to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2 back-to-back. -back. Yeah. But there were people bringing their kids in the audience. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what got me thinking about Evil Dead. I was like, yeah, we've all seen Evil Dead, but but some people, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I remember when I saw it for the first time, but it's like the first time you get to see it on the big screen is, right. is, is a, a fun experience, too. Right. So, so that's kind of cool when the, the people can bring a younger audience where you know, they should or shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Another question, but... but yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, that's cool. You know, you remember going to see that with, with your, your folks or your family right. or your friends or, you know. Yeah, there are a group of um, awesome, rad parents that come to almost every screen screen and they bring their kids. And the kids are, um, I'm not totally sure, I'm going to guesstimate between like 12 and 15. So not like children, children, but children. Yeah. And, you know, they come with their parents. They're, they're their parents. I'm not the parent. And the parents have determined that these are okay films for them to see. They're not coming to Martyrs, mind you. They're coming to Evil Dead. They're coming to, you know, Toby Hooper's Life Force. But still, yeah. these kids are coming, and they're rad, and they're wearing Scream Screen shirts, and they're wearing Cult Legacy shirts, and they have pins, and they are so pumped up, and they're bringing friends. And I'm like, every time I see those kids there, it makes me so happy because they remind me of me, and they remind me of my dad. Yeah. And my dad is no longer with us, but every time I see them, it just makes me so fucking happy yeah. that 
what cool parents those kids are going to grow up to be so awesome and hopefully raise more awesome kids and they're going to have such an appreciation of film and horror because their parents weren't scared to show them like an right. r-rated movie where somebody gets stabbed it's yeah. just a movie there might be some boobs they're going to probably see boobs in their real life at some point it's all good yeah there there's that opportunity for them to become more sophisticated and uh, you know in touch people i think so yeah just like yeah. what fred rogers intended <laughs> right so yeah i'm glad you brought that yeah. up because that is something it's made me so happy over the past like couple years yeah. that these just regular kids and i mean they're at almost every screening like if they don't show up i'm like where's gus gus is like the kind of leader of the mm -hmm. kids and it's like oh gus isn't here like hmm. um and he didn't come to crash i did give the dad a heads up like yeah i, I kind of feel like i should just tell you yeah. maybe you probably shouldn't bring the kids to crash like it's very adult it's in yeah. 17 it's very you know sexy and he's like oh i'm a cronenberg fan i'm i'm not bringing the kids to crash and yeah. i was like i just felt like i should say something yeah. You know, but again, these are intelligent, well-informed, good parents. Like, yeah. you know, they're they're not going to bring their kids to crash. Yeah. <laughs> I think you had a, a question. I do have a question. Before my question, um, I'm into more recent horror mm -hmm. than older horror. So uh, I kind of look to you. Like, if you're showing it, I'm like, okay, it must be good. Thank um, you. I've been, like, kind of trying mm -hmm. to educate myself on the older, more classic stuff. So my first time seeing Poltergeist oh, was awesome. in 35mm on wow. the big screen. What did you think? I loved it. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I went down a Toby Hooper black hole Fantastic. <laughs> nice. So Excellent. thank you for that. Um, my subgenre, my area in the horror world is haunted houses. Okay. I'm a haunter. Um, so I, my question is, do you have any fun Oh, I, 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 in real life, I wish, um, I'm one of those people that I, I think I'm open to that kind of stuff. Wait, are we talking about real haunted houses? Are you, are you talking about real life or I'm movies? A, I jump out and go boo, like at commercial oh. haunted houses. Like I get <laughs> oh, nice. and make them nice. cry and cry. Cool. I love, so I love, I love haunted houses. So every October, I'm like, haunted houses, haunted houses. I can't get enough. I love them. I love haunted houses. I will drive two hours to go to a haunted house up in the mountains or in Colorado Springs. There's a great one down there that we always go to. Uh, love, love haunted houses. It's in like a weird old 70s, maybe abandoned bank building. It's long. You're in there forever. It's like it's the like longest haunted house yourself. ever. It's so yes. good. That's one of the best ones there is. Haunted um, there's oh. a haunted junkyard in Commerce oh, City that I love. Oh, I sweet. Of course it'd be in Commerce City. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's not a haunted house. <laughs> it's like people living in a junkyard that open it up at night during October. But I love those kind of more house haunts. Yes. Um, just really legitimately scary because there's like a rusty washing machine that you're going to fall over. There's no lights and, you know, there's like animals foxes <laughs> running around and stuff it's like ah that's terrifying but yes i love haunted houses i love everything pertaining to halloween to being scared to feeling scared um i'll travel to wherever there's something spooky going on i love it all that's great uh any more questions if um if you had if you could choose mm -hmm. any person in the world to have as a guest either a musician to play um, director to have out, actor, who would, you, who would you choose and what film would you show for? Not even a second to hesitate. It would be oh. two people that tie. Nice. And that would be David Cronenberg, awesome. my favorite filmmaker of all time, who ties with Dario Argento. Ooh. And both of them, uh, as people do, are getting older. I think mm -hmm. Dario Argento is around 80 now yeah. and Cronenberg's not far behind. Um, I would sell my soul to be able to meet them, have them out, bring them to Denver, show them and introduce them to Denver's horror community. Um, I've shown many of their films because they are my favorites, but I would probably, if I was so lucky to have um, David Cronenberg come out to Denver, I would probably show Video Drum. Okay. I yep. have a giant Video Drum nice. tattoo on my leg that is awesome. David Cronenberg's face, <laughs> Long Live the New Flesh. Yeah. Um, Dario Argento, oh my god, I would probably just melt into the floor. Um, Suspiria would be like the obvious choice, but but not my favorite of his mm. films. Um, I would probably show like opera or tenebra oh. or something that's a little more um, modern that 
people kind of forgot that he was still amazing for so long. Um, but I would kill or die to have the opportunity to meet either one of them in any context, if it was even like putting gas in their car or something. Um, nice. That's a good question. I would kill for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill for you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet and endearing. <laughs> I hope they're watching. Yeah. Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, my brainwaves. Yeah, with that metal plate. Mm, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, Teresa, thanks so much for coming out. Thank it, you it's, guys. It, it's it's been a great pleasure. Uh, we can't wait to you know to get come out, and uh, I know Brett and I will be out for uh, you know dead end drive in. Awesome. Uh, with uh, with Lise. but this Friday you're sh showing Sorcerer yes. with Roy Scheider. Yes. From Jaws. So so make sure you come out, uh, see that. You know, go to the uh, C Film Center uh, you know website to get your tickets and everything. Better fucking come out. That's right. Otherwise, Brett's coming over to your house. We know how to log into your computers now. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm stupid at this shit. That's why I just that's that's why I just live stream it all because I don't like to edit. Um, but but yeah, thanks again so much. Uh, thanks again to Mutiny Information Cafe for for hosting us and uh, you know providing us with uh, all the the great coffee and everything. And uh, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm going to sign off. Oh, uh, where can people go for uh, uh, Cult Legacy and yeah, all that? So Cult Legacy, uh, cultlegacy.com. We are at Cult Legacy on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we are always at Scream Screen with a little pop-up. And we will uh, be at the Mile High Horror Film Festival in May. Very excited for that. Excellent. We'll be there with you. And, uh, yeah, uh, go to uh, kofohorror.com backslash get tickets and uh get your fucking tickets because uh, well we got weekend passes so they're awesome and they're very inexpensive for early bird specials so um we'll see you then and then uh yeah have a good night thank Thanks you guys so much.